Tonight's weather report is dark and clear skies. The waning moon provides slightly more light than you would expect. There are more stars out than you can count, with some points of light in fact being distant clusters and galaxies of their own. Try not to think about that for too long. Also visible tonight is some rogue object, some bright lights moving this way and that in an unnatural dance, like some giant metal honeybee signalling a delicious new food source. The aliens have indeed arrived, so grab your sword. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Paranormal Hotline, a weekly podcast where we probe stories to see what makes them stranger than fiction. Piloting the flying saucer with me, as always, is my co-ghost, Kaylee. Hello. I should not be piloting anything. <laughs> I did not like your description of the UFO there in the intro either. That was that was scary. Uh, well, you know, they, they, they can be. I don't like to think of them consuming anything, you know? No, they're not actually consuming. Let's go with... They're just harvesting, signaling. <laughs> mm. Way worse. Harvesting knowledge. Sure. Knowledge. Sure. Sure. They're here for knowledge. It's a peaceful. Suck the knowledge out of our heads. <laughs> it's peaceful. It's all peaceful. If you say so. How, how have you been? I hope you're not frozen because it's, it's like it's freezing this it week. It is icy cold. There's been a ton of like the the whole of Ireland just looks like Silent Hill because there's a frozen fog everywhere. It's really cool. Yeah, it's like I've been wake. I, I've been like waking up in in a cloud. Yeah. Every, every day? Yeah, it's literally it like... It sticks around like noon. Yeah, yeah it does, it does. It's crazy. Uh, I haven't seen anything like it before. It is spooky. It's nice going for walks in it, though. It does feel like uh, yeah. something supernatural like is going to happen. Tur- turned down the render distance real low. Yeah, it's like it's literally like those old video games. <laughs> um, like Resident Evil, where they had the fog, so that they didn't have to render far away from you. Just like that. On today's episode, we are covering the Stardust Ranch otherwise known as the Alien Ranch, Rainbow Valley, near Phoenix, in Arizona. Not to be confused with the Stardust Ranch in Nevada, which is a brothel. Oh! <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, where is this place? And then Google Maps did me dirty while I was doing the research. Oh my God. <laughs> that place looks like something straight out of Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> Perfect, we need to go there. <laughs> the patrons are all aliens. Time. Stardust Ranch, Arizona, was home to John Edmonds and his wife, Joyce. They bought the place in 1996. They wanted to move in and look after rescue horses and old police dogs. Oh, that's so nice. Mm, they, they had like you know, a picturesque life plan. Yeah. It did not develop that way for them <laughs> in a very strange and alien way. I mean, I know this story because we, we did cover it on the podcast before, but again, yeah, it was kind of something we covered very quickly. So yeah, this, is a, this is a new and remastered old episode. So uh, I love this place. I love this place so much. <laughs> I want this to be my life. Like... I just whenever I think about it, I picture uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah, now that you mention and that it, whole it, setting, it, that, just like you know, everything is two D, and then there's some horrific CGI entity. Yeah, exactly. Slowly approaching. Uh, have you ever had a dealing with uh, the extraterrestrial, interdimensional, or UFOs? No, never. Surprisingly, there was one time where I saw a weird light, but I was mm-hmm. in not a very sober state, so I can't say for sure if it was real or not. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, it I could have just it. been a miss sighting of the moon, <laughs> to be honest. So I don't know for sure. Um, but I really it was, doubt it. It was the moon, but I was moving real quick. You know, yeah, because it was there one second, then it was gone, and I didn't move from where I was sitting. So <laughs> that's, 
That's called blinking, Kaylee. <laughs> it just suddenly got very dark and I couldn't see anything. <laughs> no, I never have. Um, what about yourself? I think I've said a couple of times. I've I've sighted one legitimate UFO in that I cannot identify it and I have no clue what it is. Yeah, that was very strange. I'll briefly describe it here it again for, for our listeners because uh, it does tie in with the whole alien vibe. Can't explain it. Uh, probably the only thing I can't explain that of the stuff I've seen would maybe a close second being the dolphin incident. What about the scream in uh, Spike Island? Yeah, that could be number three, let's say. I have a top three now. Okay. You got the top three. That's not bad. Though, That's more than most people. I think maybe the scream might be coming in and it's number two because I'm pretty sure the Rananautica coincidence could just be coincidence for that time of the year. Yeah. With the dolphins. Yeah. So anyway, about a year ago, me and my girlfriend were outside uh, in the garden. I think we were looking at the dog. I can't remember. It always is the dog. Um... <laughs> And it was an overcast and slightly foggy night, not as thick fog as nowadays. A light in the sky caught my eye and it was over a field to the rear of the house. So we thought it was moving back and forth at first, like between two points. But when we looked at it for longer, we figured it was actually doing a circle in the sky, uh, a circle around some point on the ground. At times, we then saw like a second light doing a similar circle at a lower altitude. And it looked to be centered on the same sort of point on the floor. I swear at times I could see a thin beam of light or a line between where the ground point was, but we couldn't see that directly kind of because it was overhill. Yeah. Again, no proper explanation for it, but I know I'm pretty sure it wasn't a drone or anything like that. It was completely silent in the night. And also it was no, you know, state to be flying a drone in. You'd Um, hear it as well. Like you'd normally hear the faint buzz of a drone. Yeah, no, but it was like completely still and quiet night. I thought it could have been like, you know, maybe a, a kite type crow scarer or something on a, on a fixed point and it was just getting illuminated by something the moon or something there's nothing like that in the field how um, high up was that it that he flies you know I reckon it could have been maybe two or three stories up oh that's not very high at all I pictured this way higher oh but that's terrifying it was from a distance so so I, I could be it could be quite wrong but it could have been like three or four yeah but that's still but not it was definitely, still not it was like, definitely low yeah yeah I was picturing like no, high in the sky no 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 like that's why I say when I thought it could have been a drone but I then it was weird when it wasn't yeah because it was like a drone height Ooh, I don't like that what do you think it was doing or do you think I really don't know you see it, it comes down to like it is a genuine UFO or a UAP for me yeah because you but can't explain whether or not it. it yeah so by definition but whether or not it's extraterrestrial you know I can't say yeah yeah exactly I, I have no proof Um, I, I'm not particularly willing to speculate without, en- without enough proof I would like to believe it was alien um, <laughs> I wouldn't what they were doing I don't know yeah there, there's cows in that field maybe they were doing the traditional like beaming up a cow yeah yeah jeez <laughs> yeah I don't know and that was like shortly before you joined the podcast as well wasn't it maybe it was a sign yeah maybe that was the sign maybe that's it <laughs> maybe I'm an emissary an emissary even be interesting to know if anybody else in the area saw anything so if anybody else is from that area if you're in Ireland and you've seen something similar um, let us know because that'd be interesting to see or if you're if you've seen anything similar anywhere really like a similar movement that would be that would be cool to know what is it that I've been seeing I want to yeah I want to believe it's alien because why wouldn't you want to yeah I very much would like to believe it was extraterrestrial with the you know caveat that they're coming in peace Yes, you'd hope so, right? You would, but it seems for John Edmonds, it was not the case. Ooh, I'm getting shivers. Sorry, go on. So this week's case, it's a case of self-defense with a sword. John Edmonds versus the Grey Aliens. Uh, So in his words, which sound worryingly like something I posted age 15, yes, I'm always armed, but the only effective weapon is a samurai sword. 
On the 29th of March 2017, John posted a picture of a bloody katana to his Facebook account. It has the following comment by him providing context. Grey I killed, 03-13-17, that attacked me just outside my carport door. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help it out. We have a Patreon and that's a way to directly support the podcast. A small amount of money does go a long way to help us put out an episode every week. And by joining the Patreon, you'll get access to our Discord. We're always chatting and posting stuff about and in between episodes. That's over at www.patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline we are on social media and if you are too you should consider following us there on instagram we are paranormal hotline and that's where we post pictures from our adventures and our investigations on twitter we are paranormal hl and that's also a good place to get in touch with us finally you can help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it don't forget to subscribe to it if you want to get it as soon as it comes out each week fresh off the press so On the 13th of March, by his account, John Edmonds was attacked by a grey alien, which he then cut down with his katana. Spectacular. Nice. So It's just insane. Uh, (sighs) It's nuts. Yeah. I'm going to say what a claim to make. I don't mean like he's he's falsing. No, it's just, it's bold. To put that out there. But like the fact that he's like, it's the only thing that works. Like he said that the katana is the only thing that's effective or whatever. (laughs) I mean, he tried to shoot them. In the comments on some of these posts, people are like, oh, you know, why not a gun? And he's just there like, Katana's the most effective. Oh, okay. He likes it up close and personal then. Yeah, it really seems to be because like, you know, he. I think he just has a load of swords. Because <laughs> other times he goes like, swords are always close. I have several. And in every place the greys show up, there is a sword that I've access to at all times. I feel like the greys like, picked the wrong person for this. Absolutely, they they sure did. <laughs> in regards to like his posts, there's other ones like you know he's posting these injuries that he gets from the aliens because they harass him constantly. And um, just in one of them, in one of the comments that he posts on it is just there like, the pain makes me stronger. <laughs> they they picked the wrong man. I wonder what the what are the, the aliens using? Do they have like their own like alien katanas? Because I feel like if an no, alien I, wanted I, to kill us, it would just like. Zip. Zap us with some <laughs> laser and kill us. It would be beyond beyond our yeah way our comprehension. Beyond. <laughs> like we would it, just no longer exist. It would be very like humane as well. Like you wouldn't feel a damn thing. It would just be like you just yeah, you, be gone, you just scattered. Yeah. <laughs> In the picture, for some reason, there's a load of dried blood on the floor, and it's red. Someone goes on his post, you know, like so their blood is red. Um, but John points out that like, well, in the picture there is a like a greenish stain that's dried into the blade near the tip oh yeah I think like you know John goes and replies according to tests on the fluid and tissue samples by independent labs used by Dr. Levengood the blood was a mix of haemoglobin as well as chlorophyll normally associated with plants the cell mitochondria contained unique properties never before seen on earth according to the research and was thus used to determine that it was from a unique life form unknown on earth (laughs) what thus combined yeah hmm plant people thus combined with the tissue samples I sent him it was confirmed to be absolute proof of alien visitation on Earth. To my knowledge, this is the only documented hard evidence released to the general public ever in history. Uh, who is this so man? He the scientist the pit- man? Is he legit? Ah, yes, Dr. Levengood. <laughs> is he legit? Is he Let legit? me guess, he died before the results could come back. Yes. <laughs> is that actually what happened? Um, I can't say for sure, but in another comment, someone was saying that like him and his wife were found dead in a lab. No. Yes. <laughs> Uh, like I love that the aliens were able to kill the doctor and dude and his wife but they couldn't take down this other man with the katana like he was just too strong with the katana you know they're talking about preserving fluids and such um, in these comments and he's there like yep yeah, I don't care anymore 
I don't need to worry about him because this has happened 19 times. Uh, I've had dozens of conflicts. And I don't concern myself preserving the fluids anymore. <laughs> so That's like, hilarious. Right. Yeah. And he's like, this is just one day in 21 years. This has been happening regularly all this time. 21 years he's been fighting them daily. <laughs> daily. <laughs> Perhaps, it must yes. Get to, like, it must be easy for him at this stage, right? He must just see one coming in like a, like a sock and bop and robot is like... K-dung. And I'll get into it later in the report, but there is like fluids around the house. Ew. Yeah, well, mm. someone else posts on this thread. You went through a lot to get it tested and then your tester disappeared. Why bother? Hard to keep pace or even care anymore, I'm sure. It's very draining, I bet. No need to collect fluids, etc. to prove anything to anyone anymore. Somehow I totally get where you're coming from. And then he replies, the tester didn't disappear. He was found dead in the lab, as was his wife, and the results disappeared. That's insane. I can't rightly say what's going on there. So, it's got plant DNA in it. Yes, chlorophyll. So that's like what makes plant green and what lets plant eat sun. plant people? See, I I really don't know because in the report, and I'll get to it later, is there like some of the skin they found, like, you know, he says this, they're like, it's like grass, but it's not grass. Right. It's a bit perplexing. But like chlorophyll, like that's the stuff that lets, you know, plants green and makes, uh, lets plant eat sun, you know? Right. So, yeah, I don't know. Also in the comments, people are like, where's the body? And... That's a good point. He has, yeah, he makes two comments. I'm not sure if it's referring to it. One of them goes, grabbed by the two that fought me with it and disappeared. Oh. Some residual tissues and fluids found on the sword. But then he also goes and he starts talking about this later on again. You know, why, why would you not have the body? He goes, no, unless you cut the head off and disconnect the antenna, so to speak. <laughs> they instantly phone home. Even <laughs> with a razor sharp sword, it is nearly impossible to decapitate them at one swing. What? Yeah, so it's like he he believes they have some organ or wherewithal controlled by their head. Right. That allows them to phase or move dimensionally. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Just, That's mad. Well, he needs to try to decapitate it to catch it and cap the body. Like. Right, so he needs to take the head off. I would, like, if this was me, I would be, like, creating devices that would just decapitate these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually... Well, I don't think I'd be earlier, killing them in the first place, but yeah. In in another in another th- comments uh, thread, people were like, you know, why don't you, you know, build safeguards and such? Um, essentially, why don't you trap the place? Yeah. But, again, he does have... He is, like, keeping animals on this ranch he had a foundation called hopeful hooves helping horses help children for like uh you know sick kids oh that's nice come and see horses and i presume they're the rescue horses oh i feel bad now mm. he seems nice he does he was a he was a, a therapist i think oh um in 2017 he stabbed uh, yet another gray so <clears throat> alien tissue and fluid samples analyzed by wc levengood and Amanda N. Nimk, 2009. Sample purported to be alien extraterrestrial tissue and fluid samples were shipped from a ranch near Phoenix, Arizona, where bizarre incidents have taken place over many weeks, months, and years, culminating in a number of extraterrestrial entities being stabbed, wounded, or killed in the ranch house by its owner, John Edmonds, who wrote, He wiped up the blood slash fluid and tissue of the grey I nearly split in two parts with an exceptionally well-sharpened samurai sword, after hand-to-hand combat with these little parasites, we have e- plenty of evidence to prove it, gathered over many years. The, the report on the samples of blood, fluid and skin are as follows. Numerous samples have been collected under correct forensic technique by several skilled investigators and were sent to independence labs of high regard. All came back with the same result, that the proteins in the samples could not be identified as anything they'd seen before, either plant or animal or human. What? 
One lab did add that the samples sent to them did match the samples they had tested over the last 30 years of fluid specimens they had tested from various cattle mutilations across the southwest US. They believed that there was a 100% compatibility that the two were from the same creatures. Finally, a smoking gun that absolutely links cattle mutilations to alien life forms. One scientist was extremely elated by the discovery. The important significance of these fluid matches is, according to W.C. Levengood, the fact that they matched so well was proof that indeed they were both extraterrestrial, as the samples matched nothing from the animal or plant kingdoms on Earth. However, as said above, the samples matched the samples from mutilated cattle sites, and that would, in Levengood's word, words show a correlation between aliens, cattle mutilations, and the obvious hostile intent of the grey aliens. You have the smoking gun. This is proof of alien life visiting Earth and links the phenomenon together positively. This suddenly switches into something written by John. Robert Bigelow and his agency spent close to a month studying the ranch and the events here. And my wife and I underwent in extensive interviewing videotaping and analysis by ex-FBI and CIA investigators. Everyone involved has had a consensus that the events here are real, accurate in nature and have not been publicly released due to my desire to avoid a deluge of publicity which will neither further the investigation nor heighten the hard science approach to an unexplained phenomenon that deserves the respect of remaining a discussion between between professionals. So, I mean, fair enough. Um, I did see mentioned in one place that his wife might be ex-FBI. Wait, so the guy who owns the branch, his wife is ex-FBI? Potentially. Oh my God, what? That's insane. So we got the FBI versus aliens here. Yeah, very, very, yeah. So he's a psychiatric therapist and his wife was a former FBI employee. <laughs> also, just, you know, the name Robert Bigelow there. It's like, hey, why do I know that? Um, I looked him up. He's a rich American man. He had a load to do with, like, aerospace mm. uh, but he's also the fellow who bought Skinwalker Ranch oh no way <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, at a similar time actually I think in like the I want to say 96 he bought Skinwalker Ranch and he also has like uh, he has like a study going on like a, a whole quest devoted to finding out if there's life after death like he's oh, put down that, like a prize if you can prove it that is not what I was it. expecting I thought you were going to say like UAP UFO alien study no no he, so <laughs> life he's, after he's, death he, He's interested in that as well. Yeah. But like, I think it's like he's getting old in life and he wants to know that big answer. Jeez, I wouldn't want to know. <laughs> no, I mean, he'll find out sooner or later, you know? That's true. That's true. After this sort of report section, it goes into a section called John Edmonds Elaborates, where he just goes off. And this is where we get the juicy details of this, like, incident. Sweet. Let me be absolutely clear for the record on the samples of the alien DNA collected from our ranch in regards to the death of a grey I killed in self-defence after repeated home invasions by similar creatures over a period of many years. The assaults by these creatures were responded to in the most violent behaviour I could respond with because of weekly and sometimes daily confrontations during which our home, ranch, Horses and do- our dogs were killed. Our bedrooms, as well as our own bodies, were assaulted, leaving bleeding holes from syringe-like wounds, large bruises on both myself and my wife in inner thigh, lower stomach and upper shoulder areas has occurred on many occasions. So he is out for revenge at this point. And they were killing his horses and his dogs. Well, that's the part I'd be the most annoyed about. Absolutely. As a result, my wife and I have both contracted diseases. My wife has a thyroid condition and I have type 2 diabetes. Neither of us have a personal history nor a family history of these diseases. The events coincide with the onset of these diseases. Is it related? We believe that as it could be, as we have no contributing behaviour from a lifestyle point of view, that likely caused it. We are not drinkers, people who use drugs. We watch our diets closely and we are both very physically active. We have no reason to believe 
the fact that we are both ill from these conditions has anything to do with our behaviour. The collection process of the fluid samples was done immediately after the incident where the fluid from the grey alien I believe killed or at least mortally wounded was done using the best forensic technique I could muster and was sent to WC Levengood in Michigan for analysis. He responded to me by phone conversation that I matched with the many samples of blood and tissue he had collected over a 30 year span with regard to the many cattle mutilations he had studied. He is the individual who repeatedly stated that we had the smoking gun. He went on to say that we were the first to tie the cattle mutilations and the occurrence of alien life directly together with specific verifiable and documented proof. He was very excited about this fact and he would continue to explore the subject more. He requested additional samples. I sent WC Levengood a second sample and included a piece of the actual tissue left on the sword blade at the time of the incident that had been in cold storage in a container to preserve it. Like This man probably just had it in his fridge. (laughs) Alien hanging around. That's weird. Uh, He later reported he used this approximately two months later I had an additional phone call with Levengood and he said he had received confirmation of the information that he had already discussed with me and that his other associates from Michigan State and the University of Michigan were also amazed by the evidence and couldn't identify what or where the samples came from since they didn't match any plant or animal species they had any knowledge of and couldn't identify the sample origin. They were both perplexed and amazed by this development. At the time, Levengood stated he would prepare a report for world release to the press and I told him to please proceed but to release it only to me and not the general public through the news media. I wanted to be able to control the release of this information and wanted to get suggestions on the most professional and scientific method for doing such. It was my hope to do so would be in the best interest of both myself, my wife and Levengood to avoid any negative side effects from what I perceived could be quite a bit of attention and the perception it could have a negative impact on our lives. As it turned out, I had nothing to worry about because Levengood stopped communicating with me and no longer expressed any interest in the subject. Repeated efforts to obtain the report or any follow-up from him were all futile. I have always tried to answer any and all questions about the information truthfully to the best of my ability. We continue to live at the same address where the events occurred as reported and we continue to experience many strange events. These events are no longer reported by me as I see no purpose in continuing continuing to do so. No positive result has occurred in my previous reporting. I will continue to make a record of the events as they occur. I have heard and seen critters moving around on our enclosed sunroom. The west wall contains four large windows. The speed generated by their movement, three critters, at once made the glass in the double pane windows actually buzz and misalign in the frames to the point where the windows are now very difficult to close and lock properly uh, without using a screwdriver to realign them in the frame first. I believe the high frequency buzz is a side effect of their partial in-phase or out-of-phase interdimensional travel. <laughs> in a safe situation... Uh, In a safe situation, critters transcend cleanly from one dimension to another. In what they perceive as risky circumstances, they only physically materialize to a point of just crossing the dimensional physical threshold. The buzzing occurs at quantum levels as they are partially in both dimensions at the same time. This is the perfect opportunity to physically grab one and then hold on as hard as possible because they will try to bug out again immediately. I've seen this time and ever again after mortally wounding one with a samurai sword, pierced by the sword, with six inches of cold steel perforating the body cavity and seemingly lifeless, the grey the alien still managed to disappear before I could withdraw the weapon and chop off the head. Jesus. My intention... <laughs> I know. My intention in removing the head was to see if this could prevent it from disappearing. It is my hypothesis the head controls the ability to control the dimensional transference between one place and another. I'd hope to interrupt the, par- interrupt the process by diminishing the body integrity. <laughs> so 
It's wild. That is wild. It is utterly wild. The whole story is wild. I've seen, like, I've seen articles from 2016 or 17, and he's trying to sell the ranch. I think he just wants to get on with his original plan. Yeah, makes sense. And it's like, you know, he's been sell- it's selling for five million, and it's like, oh, it's a very special case. You know, you'll want to, you know, be in the right house. It's not just a, you know, it's not a place to live. This is a place to do something with. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you can't live there. But the in grace. the article... In the articles, they report that he's like he's killed eighteen aliens with a sword. Eighteen? That's so many. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, my man has a kill count in double digits. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So many aliens. So, so many. And like, on on the website for Alien Ranch, there's an account of investigation where they spot an alien. Oh. And they retrieve a stone it was carrying. What? So it goes. Yeah, yeah. So it goes. While visiting the ranch, a team of investigators using high-powered military-grade laser-powered detection equipment shined such a device on a grey alien present in the on the northwestern section of the ranch. The grey froze in place, motionless, and then dropped the stone-like object above on the ground. One of the investigators picked up this object and handed it to me. The image that would appear to be an engraving of the portal in an activated state is hollowed out perfectly in the center why would it have a stone I don't know they don't have better technology than rocks to draw on I really don't know (laughs) so but like it looks like it's like jet cut through it oh okay so I'll show you it's kind of odd looking (laughs) oh I see the the stone it just looks like it has Hmm. like a how many legs does it have one two three four five six seven eight I mean it could be an octopus (laughs) yeah it could be an octopus it looks like an octopus Portal star gate opening at ranch. Yeah, so they see these multicolored lights as well. And he didn't get like a single picture of these alien greys that he's stabbing. <laughs> like not one picture. No, no, no. Sadly, earlier in this year, in February of 2022, John Edmonds passed away. Oh, no. Damn. Yeah, so, I mean, on the podcast, it was covered already this subject. So this is an update. Yeah. It's not necessarily a pleasant update. No, it's not. I'm not, I'm not happy to make it. So uh, rest in peace, John Edmonds. I do hope like any more of that information does come out, or like you know people at that area do, you know, see more lights in the sky. Or yeah, that'd be really cool to know. Uh, I think ghost hunters went there, didn't they? Or ghost adventures, like Zach Baggins. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favorite hobbit. <laughs> it did. I didn't. Uh, I purposely did not read on any of that as to not skew my my thing. I really wanted to cover the from the 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 horse's mouth, so to speak, because it's just wild from his right. It is absolutely wild. What what like what do you make of all that? I think you were saying that you you wouldn't, but I genuinely do think that like if you had an encounter like any of John's, you you'd be ready to fight them. I think if they started like, attacking take- the horses or the dogs. I would definitely yeah. start... I don't know if I would just immediately go for an attack, though, because I don't know what they're doing, you know? I don't know what their thought process is. Yeah. Oh, hang on. There was, like... Oh, where's the... There was one count of them, like, trying to spirit away his wife. Oh, my God. All right, yeah. So I'm sending Ushin a video of an interview I saw of John Ed- Edmonds years ago where an alien gray appears in the background of the video. Uh, this is a, This is from a really long interview as well. This is, like, I think maybe two or three hours long interview it's just this short segment where yeah I, re- I really want to dig in more like this is a short segment where you can see it popping up in the background <laughs> you just see the top of his head a little oh no there he comes yeah. makes in a bold appearance it's like the scene in signs where the alien just walks past that little the birthday party 
I still haven't seen signs. Would you believe that? God, you need to watch it. Yeah. The very end of the footage is also a picture that was taken on Stardust Ranch. I really hope so. I hope that's... No, that is genuinely like, a picture from Stardust Ranch of an alien that he took. What? Pretty sure. Almost certain. That's very close. Is he like getting like the smackdown? Is it starting to occur? Uh, yep. John Edmonds, Stardust Ranch. That's <laughs> yeah. What? Um, the evidence doesn't look great. <laughs> No, it it kind of puts a dampener on everything, really. The evidence or lack thereof, like you know, it's like oh, we sent it off to this one place, and then they sent us back. You know, they were really excited about it, and then they never returned our calls again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Unless they're being silenced, Kaylee. Which I'm pretty sure I'm I'm legally obliged to say in every episode at this point. Unless, <laughs> yeah. Well, what would your weapon of choice be against an alien grave? You had like five minutes to grab something in your house. Oh, in my house? Yeah. I have a sword, but it's not sharp. But it is, like, a good clobbering They say, weapon. like, a good thonk from a piece of metal, though, is nearly just as bad as a sharpened one, right? Yeah, so I'd, I would take that because, like, I'm not bad with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd probably just bring the, like, you know, we have, like, a felling axe. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. For chopping. And, like, so I'd probably bring that to, like, you know, seal the deal. That's good, yeah. I don't have anything like that, really, in my house. Um, I have a lightsaber prop. That goes. Ching. I mean, I feel like I could trick them, you know, make let them think yeah, it's a real lightsaber. He he did fight one off with his hands. Oh really? Well, they are small. Like I feel like yeah. I could punt one pretty far. Yeah. Well, he had like his thumb in his eye. I can use my martial arts skills. I could just you know I'll just do karate on him. MMA that bitch. I'll yeah, chokehold him yeah. out. <laughs> could you imagine if you came into you my house and I have like <laughs> an alien gray in a chokehold? I'm like, hold on, this is just this happens every day. I just gotta give me two seconds. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm kind of jealous. Like, I wish that was my life. I wish I was living on a ranch, yeah. looking after horses, looking after dogs, fighting aliens. It sounds like fun. I mean, yeah, he was also saying, like, his cats attack them. Nice. So, like, they really don't like cats. <laughs> so, I think you're safe. <laughs> There's just oh, some just scrolling through, like, his Facebook at this point, and, like, it's wild. That's so funny. The cats attack them. I suppose they do yeah. look like they're just, like, big bobbleheads, aren't they? If a cat mm-hmm. jumps on its head, it's going to wobble to the side and fall over. Especially the pictures that he took. I've seen the, that, that one in the video, and then I just scrolled and I found another one just posted in his comments, and it is, like, incredibly blurry. What do you think, Oshin? What do I think? You're, you're the researcher. Um, real or not real? Real or not real? I don't think it's real. You think it's real? And, no, I don't. Oh, okay, sorry. I was, I was actually and shocked it, there. No, no, I don't think it is. Um, I don't know why he went to such lengths saying it. Um... Yeah, I hope that he was all right. I know that he was talking about injury and such of both him and his wife. I hope everything was okay, um, and I hope that uh, he's found peace from his ailments and from the aliens if they were bothering him for reals. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go not real as well. Um, very rare for me. I, I love to trust everyone. Mm. It has like so much of it's just a single point of failure. It's yeah. There's a lot of it that's. Uh... I mean, the samurai sword is fucking wild to begin with. Like, just wild. And then you have the pictures of the alien and the alien popping up in the interview. And it's just like, okay, (laughs) what? Like, the alien, like, it's like it walked in the background. I was like, what to do? Oh, oh. And then back. Oh, you're filming? Oh, "Oh, you're on it. Oh, you're interviewing? Oops. Like, instead of running in and fucking slamming him in the head or something. Like, he's. (laughs) Yeah, like, they're not getting on. Like, you know. No. He had his back turned. If anything, that was the alien's chance. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I just think the idea of an alien running in while he's doing an interview and like I don't know like biting him on the top of the head or something is just the funniest <laughs> image <laughs> I would just love to see him like wearing a body cam and just like, yeah going doom guy on it like yeah if it was me I think I would set up like a live stream of my house so that mm-hmm. people could see the aliens at some stage especially if it was like yeah. a daily occurrence how do you not have more pictures yeah I, well, I will quote. I will quote him here on one of his Facebook posts, uh, where people are like, "Are you afraid?" And he replied, "I have no fear. Just wish we had like, the camera system in place to keep a video record of it all. Maybe I could get. Uh, maybe we could get an HBO special or something. It would have been a great HBO special." Yeah, I mean, I think they still do stuff with that ra- ranch. I have to look into it. Yeah, I know Skinwalker Ranch is after getting its own series that I haven't oh, watched yet, yeah. which I should watch. Um, That's definitely the bigger of the two. Yes. Um, Skinwalker Ranch. Um, Which we actually haven't covered yet. That's why I mentioned it earlier. It's kind of like we could put out like a little little feeler, you know? A little, <laughs> uh, a little sneak peek, a little hint. Here's what's on the horizon. That's all we have time for this week. If you like the podcast, suggest us to your friends and family, and we would appreciate that. If you have any personal ghost stories that you'd like us to read on the podcast, send them in to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have any stories that you'd like us to cover, send us an email about them or shoot us a message on any of our social media and we'll get back to you on it. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and be spooky. Bye. Bye.